This is Dustin, one of your co-DMs. Thank you so much for tuning into the D4 podcast brought to you by Rock Punch. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second game of Extra Life D4's game, where I, Devin, and I, Dustin, co-DM a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. We're here to raise some money for kids, but also give a little insight into what Vinley has been doing since she's left the BFGs. The day starts bright and early with a red eastern rising sun. Its ominous color fades away quickly to the glowing warm yellow that washes the lands in the bright summer light. For the superstitious, though, it would bring whispers and concern of the dark omen of blood being spilled recently or in the coming day. But for you all, it means nothing more than the call to a new day that rouses you from your slumber throughout the realms of Faerun. For you, Brunschlag, you find yourself on the shores within the young and recently liberated country of Symbia, a vast departure from your old life as a warlord leading soldiers to glory. You find yourself surrounded by the wealth and prosperity of those governed by merchants. You recently found yourself here at the mercy of fate, finding serenity, solitude, and solace in the embrace of an old temple where you may have found a new purpose. Looking further into the symbol you now brandish upon your shield, you research and then you are pulled south where you find yourself in the city of Serloon, looking to book passage on a ship into the lands of Chondath. Historians told you about the lands of Jomdath, the origin and homelands to those with abilities similar to yours. The kingdom of the Psyocracy Blade Lords, and the one they worshipped. While you are on the docks, booking passage with a few sailing merchants, looking to sail their wares across the uh, sea of falling stars, you feel something stab into your mind like a hot knife. You've never felt your abilities flare up so vividly and violently, yet so muddied as if trying to hear the directions from the person above the water you are currently drowning in. You don't know what or why, but you can feel it emanating from a few miles south, lost in the emptiness of the sea horizon. In your pain and surge of power, it is as if a thunderous explosion radiates off of you as it crates. Shipping manifest papers produce and more fly wildly in every direction out and away from you. Kuzima. It has been almost two ten days since you met the last people you could call friends. A strange new feeling as you have always been more of a loner settled in your path, singularly guided by the light of the flame and the message and visions it brings. The last message you saw was in the fire. Your fire. The first time you felt the full gift of the Fire Lord flow through you as you helped destroy the tyrannical lair of the Xanathar. Since then, you've traveled east, almost making a deal with a captain to ride the sails of a Harlurian skyship known as the Revengeer. The Revengeer, captained by a woman that hid behind a gold form-fitting half-mask with golden bejeweled chains that draped over her mouth and chin. You never saw her eyes as the mask had no eye holes, and you suspected her to be blind. But the way 
her dreads moved always made you heed with caution when around her. But it wasn't long until you found yourself in the dark stone-filled gothic merchant city of Serlu. Despite its bleak architecture, you were greeted by a melting pot of races, genders, cultures, all coming together to sell, sell wares and blend ideas. Ever since you set out on this path, you have felt the warmth inside you burn brighter every day with its instinctual gut feeling of being on the right path. You've tried every day to produce the flame you once felt in the pits of Undermountain before escaping out through Skullport, but it has come to no avail. You start making your way through the docks of the Merchant City, looking for your next destination, the next vision from your god spoken to you through the flames. A pile of crates rush past you, crashing and breaking against a nearby post, seemingly originating from a man fully clad in armor as to sheath all visible skin. Crowds of people scatter, either in fear or awe, rushing towards the edges of the docks. At that moment, it is when you both see the geyser of mud violently erupt like a volcano on a small island a few miles south of you. You both feel the pull of your respective destinies leading you to this fount of spewing mud that reaches up towards the heavens in its quick, short burst, like a spurting artery deeply wounding and slashed into the earth itself. Patty, you have found yourself recently scribing through, uh, into the books of the dead at the parish of Lionsbane, an endless dutiful task to the seneschal and servant of Kellenborg. However, you find the most joy in cleansing the old-aged, mildew-covered headstones the long departed so that their names will not be forgotten in the morning sun of the City of the Dead. It is in your duties that you notice a young, fair-skinned elven woman that begins scribing names into the books alongside you. You have not talked much, as it's she seems fairly standoffish, but is too devoted in her work to jerk. You two have talked a few times and learned each other's names as she has sought guidance from time to time in her beginning journey as a devout priest and scrivener of doom. It is early morning at the breath of morning's light that whisks away the dew gathered upon the grave markers that you are cleaning with doom guider Conrad, head priest of Pelembourg, beckons you and your attention in an urgent matter. The older, gaunt, bearded man informs you of a great death that has fallen on Toro, a death that should not have occurred, and has tasked you to retrieve the name so it may be recorded. He urges you to take, com uh, to com to take company to assist you. And your mind falls to the only person you've come to really know, if only briefly in name and prayer. You remember of time when you first started on this path in his service, and see as a grand opportunity to teach someone else walking down the same path. Even in this small moment of commanding the silver skull helm of teleportation Conrad gifted to you for this task, you both feel the presence of dread and concern creep up from the shadows of your mind, unnerved, unnerved of who or what has been slain and for what reason. Speaking the words, Mezeketh Isle, you are washed away in the brilliance of arcane blue light as you dissipate from the depths of the glooming shadow 
inside the parish into the bright sun whose heat beats down upon you. At least that's what you think it is at first, but the heat is too great even for the midsummer sun, equating more to standing near a forge's furnace that radiates around you. Kuzima and Brunschlager, by whatever means you both have arrived separately or together onto a cramped island crowned with a small farm and a lighthouse that lords over the inlet of water that reaches up to the merchant town you came from. As you look over the ruins, you see stretches of bodies in dark purple cloaks, so dark they almost swallow all light, uh, uh, like the night sky. Juxtaposed to them is a smattering of mutilated bodies laid to waste in a manner that just feels unnatural given their heavier weapons and armor wrapped in red tablet. To the east, a farmhouse looks to be crushed and caved into one side from some massive impact, yet nothing obvious lies in the wake of debris. To the west, the old lighthouse seems to be all but gone, foreboding an ill omen for those that pass in the coming nights. An eerie droning din noise grows out from the area like a haunting guttural warning from some unnatural creature. It is at that moment that appearing in the center of the island, only 50 feet or so away from you, are two women in the blink of blue arcane light. Everyone, if you would please introduce your characters and what they look like. We will start with Vinley. Okay, so Vinley, she appears in front of everyone here, and she is wearing a black suit of half-plate armor with her symbol of Mistra tucked beneath and a gold ring of Jergal, and she is holding one wand already, expecting a fight, and she's a gaunt, like, even for elves, she looks thin. And she has black hair with two pieces coming in front of her ears, and then a shaved up half with a little bit of length on top. And she has brilliant green eyes, brighter than should be normal, and she's just looking around. All right. Patty. So you would see standing next to Venley, a very tall, furball woman with bright red hair streaked with silver and tucked behind one ear a sprig of mistletoe. And her skin is a soft gray blue tone and she's got a very rosy pink nose right at the tip. Her eyes too are an extremely vivid but more of an apple green like fresh leaves in the springtime. And her clothes are various textures and fabrics that wrap around her figure of emerald green, sapphires and ruby tones. And there is always at her hip, this very large satchel filled to the brim, almost ready to burst as the buckles are buckled down tight. And she always has this very uh, sly grin on her face just by nature. So you can't tell if she's amused at all times or if it's just sort of something that stays on her expression. Kuzima. Muted. <laughs> you see a very, very, very dark black red. Uh, it's like a darkish red uh, dragonborn with uh, clothes that seem to be halfway burnt off of him. 
but always just embering in some way, shape or form. Um, he is holding on to a staff that is made of this burnt wood. And at the end of that staff, it seems to house a reddish orange orb of some sort. It almost looks like there's an eye in the middle of it. He has a deep gash on one of his eyes. Um, he wears a green cloak, green, but also again, that's that still vibe of it's always burning, but never fading. Um, he big boy, he, he's pretty tall. Um, and he also has on his shoulder a little fire salamander named Zawadi, um, who was definitely just like looking back and forth, very curious to know what the heck is going on. Those are the most obvious things you see, but you also do notice that beneath the, um, the cloak, there is a very burnt, scarred uh, scale mail that he's wearing, but it's always smoking, always billowing with some kind of dark air. Um, no burning sensation from it, just always billowing. It's a nice little effect, um, but that's him. That's my boy. And lastly, Brunschlager. <clears throat> you see standing there, not really a person, but this standing mass of full plates. The, the metal itself is scratched and worn, but, in, but overall it's been polished, like it's been meticulously cleaned this morning. In between the gaps of full plate, you see this very dark burgundy cloth. And at the head, you see this kind of metal skull cap with eye slots. And coming down from that is a curtain of chainmail that hooks into the armor itself, keeping whatever faces behind it unseen. You see this wooden backpack attached to attached to him, wrapped up in rope and chain. At the very top, you see clasped to it this very delicate-looking black lacquer alms box. In one head and one arm, you see a shield pulled out, and on it you see this hexagonal eye with a gem in the center of it for the pupil. And in the other, you see this spiked chain length that has been hooked near the elbow and has been recently unwrapped to be held as a weapon. Amazing. And I will go ahead and let everyone know that we do not currently have art for Bloonschlager, but we should within the week or next week or two. So be on the lookout <clears throat> on our D4 social media and our Discord, as that art will 100% be done soon and posted by our incredible artist, Mikuito, uh Marquis Chansey, who is incredible. They do all of our character art, and they are phenomenal. And uh, if you ever guest on this show, we always like to torch you and bring you back. <laughs> so it's good to it's good to have that art um but we do want to say thank you to everyone because we just hit our 500 goal 500 goal so we're going to be giving away a, a dnd beyond source book bundle um thank you all so much for donating and getting this out of the way uh we also have hit the four thousand dollar milestone which means Sasha will be running an in play one shot of labyrinths and leviathans canon canon uh with special guest stars yeah uh, yes. so yeah, and it, it, the most meta thing ever playing DD in a DD game yeah uh. <laughs> yeah but um so <clears throat> you all look around at the wake of destruction laid at your feet and you hear another explosion as eruption of brown sludge shoots into the sky and showers the surrounding la land. We need everyone 
to make dexterity saving saving throws. Mm, oh, oh gosh, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Fight with the rolls, my god. <laughs> That's a nine. <laughs> oh, can I go ahead and use Ooh, one of those yeah. rolls because I don't want to take a natural one off the gate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Party has That's three. A good reason. So. Take it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, that's an 18 for me. A 21 for me. And Let's go! I should go ahead and mention that there are two other people standing next to Vinley that at first you didn't really pay attention to as they were wearing masks. And one has a heart under one eye and one has a tear under the other. And as they turn, you notice that they have two motes of blue energy coming out of them and they just appear to be completely silent mm. Let's see. 15 okay uh so everyone but patty um you all yeah. duck out of the way as thick droplets of scolding hot mud of flesh searing mud rains down across the island um Patty, you take 22 points of fire damage. Um, question. Yep. Is Patty within 30 feet of me? Uh, uh 50 no, feet. 50 feet. Darn. Yep. Sorry. Um, Darn. Yep. Um, Vinley and Broomschlager, you take 11 fire damage. Kuzima, you take five. <laughs> Ow. So you all appear upon this island, gathered around, seeing the wake of destruction, and then this eruption happens. What do you guys do? I, I I get pelted in the face a little bit. It's like a little flicker of, of mudness on my face. I get through that. Well, that is already fun. Uh, uh, Vinley whips her head around hearing that voice. And she's like, Kazima? Please don't tell me the BF things are here with you. No, no, they're not. It's um, me and my new friend, Patty. Well, that's good. I don't want to hear that herald one second right now. How are you all? How, how, what's, what? Oh, this, this is interesting. Hi. <laughs> uh, he was going, he'll go up to her and um, actually give her a hug. She'll return it, actually. I and... hope you got my, um, I did. I just haven't had a chance to use it quite yet. Uh, but I, I really appreciated it. Thank you. But if you don't mind me asking two questions. A, why are you here? And B, who is that? As she points behind you to the man of metal, essentially. Um, he um, kind of has a moment and he does realize there is somebody next uh, that was next to him. B, I don't know them, but Something tells me they will become useful very soon. A, you know I go where the Lord of Fire sends me. So I'm here with scolding hot mud. Yeah, and she kind of like lifts her arm and lets Savard crawl out of her armor and up onto her shoulder where he was hiding to protect him. I think like immediately Zawadi sees Savard and just like jumps at <laughs> and they start doing the fam like familiar s <laughs> like no 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 no. <laughs> I'll look over at uh, Patty though. That's my apologies. Um, Kuzima is the name. I met 
this one in the pits of Thanathar. Was not expecting to see them now, but I will never turn down a friend. Yep, Patty's like wiping mud off her face. I heard a spies, but that's not what I wanted. And she's like flinging mud off her face and then she'll stick a hand out that's covered in mud. Nice to meet you, I'm Patty. Pleasure. I, I turn around and look at the armor clad individual. I saw you in the, um, the town. You seem to have been drawn over here as well, or do you have your own um, missions or things to do? Uh, standing up from where he was looking at uh, some of the clothed figures and moving his shield back down from, where, from protecting himself from the mud, something reached into my mind and hurt me. That hasn't happened before like this. I'm here to figure out what hurt me and kill it. It's a pleasure to meet you. Vinley, as Brunschlager lowers the shield, the symbol on the face of it is familiar. Is it, is it, does it have an eye motif perhaps? It does. With a, uh, hexog a hexagonal design around it. Um, and did he say his name? I didn't quite hear. No. Okay. Um, if I could just ask you a question now, just really quickly. Where is it that you got that shield? Found it. Why? No reason in particular. It just has a beautiful motif on it. I was very curious. Oh, yes, it would. It's a shield of my lord. He thanks you for the compliment. Oh, well. Respect and all that. Now she seems very, like, not standing away, but doesn't know, like, your insights would pick up. She's like, what do we do now? <laughs> um... While they're having a moment, Zawadi does, Zawadi, Kuzima does look at like the bodies on the ground and everything. Can he kind of figure out, has this just happened? Is this, have, been, have these bodies been sitting here for a week or like what is the layout of so, the land and why it's like this? <laughs> unsure of the timing of, re of recurrence as you all kind of take note of the only two structures that could possibly shelter you from the raining boiling mud but looking over them this looks fairly recent yep like within the, from the almost the from the time it you saw that eruption mm -hmm. yeah to the time it you you came to came here yeah mm. you had to either row or sail a couple of hours to make it because it was a few miles out gotcha um, and as you all kind of searching for the origin of this fountain, you look to the northeast and you only see a sea of bodies lining the path that is swallowed by the tree line. The smell of smoke begins to fill the air as you see steam and vapors of burning bark begin to seep from the small forest on the island. 
As you look at the line of bodies, it is about this time that everyone's passive notices the mark of the black void nebula filled third eye on the foreheads of those cloaked in the deep drowning purple. The abnormality that echoes across them all is accompanied by the, uh, the visage of a hexagonal pattern tattooed on their skin that looks eerily similar to the symbol emblazoned on the shield of the hobgoblin that stands a monkey. Hobgoblin? Who? I'm, I'm no expert here, but uh, I'm playing connect the dots. That looks um, like that. You notice that the others clad in armor bear no such mark, but share similarities amongst themselves, like a garrison of soldiers. Have I ever seen this mark before? I don't know what this is. Omega doesn't know what this is, but I'm wondering if Kazima is I, putting anything together. You have not. There is only one other in your group that has seen this mark and has made it known. Yes. Um, I will also say that though Brunschlager is a hobgoblin, there is no visible to his skin. He just looks like a very large human or humanoid shape. True. You actually yeah. cannot tell what his race is from his full plate. Every bit is covered with either cloth, armor, uh, and even the, the helmet that covers and then the chainmail that drapes down. Kind of almost very similar to the captain of the airship that you took, Kuzima. That same style of that curtain chained curtain that mm. falls in front of the face. Yeah. I choose to believe he's a small Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I go inspect some of the armored forces? Uh, of course, you can <clears throat> make some investigation rolls. Okay. And while he does that, I'm going to walk over, Vinley's going to walk over to Patty and be like, how are we supposed to record the names of these people? Get out, I was wondering the same thing. This is going to take us quite a while if we go through pockets and write everything down. And that's assuming that they have any identification on them. Honestly, they all look like cultists. Or, 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 I don't want to assume. Well, we never judge right ahead. Right. They could be fighting off something and all inexplicably got shot in the face with mud. That's certainly not a way to start your day or end it. I would agree. DMs? Uh, 18 investigation. You said 18? 18. Okay. Um, looking over all of the bodies, just because they are literally mingled amongst the, them. Uh, like moving the, the, the robed ones to get to the armored ones. Yeah. Um, there's probably, I'd say, close to almost 50 bodies here interlaced in this pile. Um, the bodies clad in dark robes seem to have nothing on them beyond simple weapons and a symbol adorned upon their forehead. And the others look to have a mark of a black handprint somewhere either etched into their skin with ink or stained against their tabard or weaponry. Some seem to have their right hand dipped in and stained by black tar. The wounds of those with the eye seem to be reminiscent of the weapons in the opposer's ha hands but the bodies of soldiers look as if they were tossed around by extreme force of strength or some powerful wave of magic, causing many of them to die from impact against nearby structures and the forest trees themselves. In the wake of the dead, you see almost a wall of those clad in dark purple with the eyes that border the now smoking line of trees as they face away from what lies deeper within. When you 
You also spot a lighthouse nearby, uh, as well as a house. Yeah, a small farmhouse. And, uh, yeah. How far away is the, the farmhouse? Not that far. Um, I'd say... Maps! <laughs> Mapping. I mean, honestly, roughly 20, 30 feet from where you are. Um, oh. It's furthest away from the wood line. It's closer to... Oh, right. Uh, probably, sorry, a little bit further than that. Um, About 120 feet away. Got to look at your... Uh, uh, there's a small and... barn that has been completely caved in that is right next to the tree line. Um, okay. Um, can I grab one of the armored bodies and use it as, a, as like a, a body shield as I walk towards the farmhouse? Sure, go ahead. Uh, you'll, you can easily do this, but you'll be moving at half speed. Fine by me. Um, as people are doing their own things and Patty and Vinley are talking, I, uh, Zawadi kind of floats over to my finger and I like hold him in front of me and I say, now, why would the Lord of Fire draw us here? Assist me, please. And as I say that, Zawadi begins to float around me as there's a aura of heat waves starting to come off of me as I'm ritual casting detect magic to see okay. if I can figure out what's happening here. Okay. So that's going to take 10 minutes. Got it. 11, technically. No, 10 minutes and five seconds. Six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um. While Brunschlager's heading to the house, uh, Patty and Vinley, are you just looking over bodies? Are you guys, are y'all doing anything specific? Uh, Patty would quickly do cure wounds on herself and okay. then start trying to look through and see if there's any information um, from the bodies to register or log them down. Okay. Um, well, before um, you cast that, why don't everybody go ahead and heal seven? Oh. Okay. And that's literally all I needed. As mass healing word has been cast on the party. Ooh. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Back up to triple digits. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel that essence and I go, tastes like druid. Tastes like <laughs> small druid. <laughs> has a woody flavor, I hear. Uh, as <laughs> almost, of a druid. almost both Kuzima, you feel the warmth of fire. Brunschlager, you feel the psychic energy envelop you, and Finley and Patty, you feel that presence of the scribe of death with you as you continue to move through this field of bodies. Um, that never gets old. Finley and Patty, what are you doing? As you see Kuzima uh, casting a ritual and Brunschlager. Uh, this or this man clad in armor seemed to walk away towards a house that has uh, a caved-in part. Um, Patty, forgive me. I don't mean to boss you around or come off as if I'm bossing you around, but perhaps it's in our best interest to keep an eye on him. You I, know, Kanye, got a point. I can stay here with Kuzima since we already know each other. Yeah, catch up with your bud and I'll go see what the metal man's doing. Perfect. I'll keep looking through the bodies as well. So Patty will start following after Brunschlager. Okay. All right. For those uh, approaching the house, 
You approach the quaint thatch, thatched roof farmhouse with dark black painted walls stacked upon a bedrock of dark stone. It is strange, but it could be attributed to the bleak gothic style of the influence of the nearby port city. Rounding the corner, you see a break in the wood line where a tunnel of felled trees creates a trail that leads up to the house to the side of an impact that nearly splits it in two. The path heading further into the forest, at least, looks broken and the pathway is untraversable with the creation of a labyrinth of uprooted and broken oaks and pines. Looking into the house to see what caused such destruction, you find a toppled, monolithic, time-worn Minhir stone. The cracked, heavy granite stone boulder easily looks to be unwieldable even by those of renown and strength beside those beyond the strength of great giants. This obelisk looks no different than any other stone you would find across Faerun if it weren't for the countless spiraling script written in a language none of you understand. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, how, how big is it? The, the farmhouse? The obelisk, the, the stone. The stone? Um, it, it is pretty massive. 15 to 20 feet in height. And uh, at least uh, 6 to 8 in, in width uh, that tapers. And it's fallen okay. directly into the house itself? It has. Um, and as you kind of get closer, you notice that crushed under the stone, you see a middle-aged man with salt and pepper, long, wavy, sweat-back hair. Not a mess slopped across the ground where a heavy pool of crimson stains the ground around him. His unmoving, glossy eyes stare through you in a thousand-yard stare of death, but even still, they tell a story that he has seen years beyond his age. Um, would this stone count as a large object? Uh, no, it would be considered huge. Dang. I'm gonna go over to the body. Dropping the body that I already have. Alright. Yeah, Patty follows. Um, I'm gonna see if, if I can get to any of his belongings. See what he I, was had, what he held. Uh, you see, um, his lower half looks to be crushed, but his head is slammed up against uh, broken stone in here as there's a pool of blood. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check to see what he has on him. Oh, that 20. Uh, yep, one second. Sure. Oh, yeah, got it, got it. Um, you find... Uh, the first thing you find that stands out is around his neck is a simple necklace that is just a black disc with a, a slightly... And if you didn't have the ability granted to you by your shield, you probably wouldn't notice the fine, slightly lighter black border, border that is around this disc. And it almost looks to be made of like obsidian. It's just pure black. In, in its perfect little, perfectly round shape. Uh, gotcha. 
Um, I'm gonna rip the the necklace off of this man, um, and hold it out to Patty. Right. Um, you know what this is? Well, I mean, it's a disc on a chain that you ripped off a dead body. You can make me a religion check, Patty. You want to know more? Please. Hand it over. I hand it over to her. Um, as I let it go, I ball up my fist and do my best to just destroy what remains of this body. Uh, okay, you're just like smashing it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it gives way and there's just nothing but this like unceremonious thud of flesh against flesh as you just again and again and again as your fist becomes more wet um, and then starts to um, slam into more solid substance as you're breaking through the bone and then further into stone as it's pressing up against you. But you definitely know that this man is no more. Good. And Patty, your religion roll. Uh, got a 14 and Patty seeing that be like, you do know he's dead already, right? Do you know how hard it is to find other believers? Well, it depends on what you're trying to sell them. Fair point. All the same, I don't want it coming back to haunt me. Well, that's fair. Um, You don't know much beyond this, but you definitely recognize this as the symbol of the mistress of the night, the lady of loss, the night singer, Shar. Well... This one likes his mistresses of the night, that's for sure. Context? Well, you've got your symbol, I've got mine, and this one's his for uh, his uh, mistress of the night. Got it. May I see the disc? Sure. She'll hand it back over. Uh, I'm going to grab the disc itself and just crush it. Uh, go ahead and... Yeah, if... You can't crush it in your hand, but if you would like to like break it with your weapon, that is fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you shatter the symbol of Shar in your hand as you feel an eerie darkness wash over you. Uh, I'm going to pointedly ignore it and head into the farmhouse. Head into the what? The, the house. This was in the house. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, my bad. I thought this was yeah. It's okay. So yeah, yeah you okay. walked in through the crushed section, and you see that there are no bodies in here. You see a simple farmhouse that does not look to have anything of note. Um, there's a lot of sheep's wool that is uh, used. You hear the slight bleating of a single sheep in the back farmyard. All right. Uh, any kind of trapdoors hanging down into a cellar? Um, go ahead and make an investigation check. Well, that he's is... doing that. Oops, sorry. Sorry, that's going to be a 19. Okay. Um, as you look around, trying to, going through the debris and rubble, just looks like that there was a second story to this before a Menhir monolith got tossed into the building. Uh, so now it's just a single-story building. <laughs> but as for any secret areas or locations for this particular uh, building, it does not seem so. Um, but with that, you said you were going, you were doing something, Patty. 
Uh, yeah, Patty's going to check and see if she can find any identification on the pulp of the body that is left. Um, searching over the body, I will let you know that you do not find any identification uh, of, of this creature. Um, and as you all are doing that, we're going to switch back over to Kuzima and Vinley. While he's casting his ritual, uh, Vinley is just ducking between each body, looking for any identifications, like any marks or anything that could lead to her finding out their name. And she is using Chuckles and Dumbo to also start looking through the bodies. I've told, I've given them the command to bring me anything that you find on them. So I can imagine they bring me a rope occasionally of the belt, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Anything other than what they're wearing. <laughs> Uh, you get a, a smattering of uh, martial weapons and um, simple weapons. Yeah, most mostly maces and daggers. Okay. Maces and daggers. A whole lot of maces and daggers. Uh, that you sounds find... like a tabletop game. Maces and daggers. <laughs> yep. Uh, you you uh, you find a couple of provisions, um, rations, uh, uh, some hemp rope, things like that. Um, but nothing really that stands out. And as you're looking over the bodies and everything like that. Neither side of whatever this war was has identification either in name tag or um, otherwise. <sighs> That's disappointing. How are things going on your front? As she looks over and there's a heat wave coming off of Kazima and she's like, ah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely focused and you hear like just that low, yeah, just like focus on that, and then whenever that goes off, <laughs> I'm gonna easily a note of how clean his casting is. Um, and as uh, they are finishing up their searches in the house, your uh, detect magic goes off, and within thirty feet, there does not seem to be any. But we'll let you know if there is anything that you come across uh, yep. within the next ten minutes. Um, um, yeah, I would, I mean, if there's nothing immediately around me, once I open I, my eyes. I will say that you do get a lingering enchantment. Uh, is it in any certain direction or just kind of gets around? Just around. It's just kind of in this, and it's not stronger in any particular area. It's just kind of almost like a lot of enchantment has been used in this area recently. Gotcha. Um, I also say that there's the faint reminiscence of the teleportation left behind. Yeah. Um, uh, and there is there is a powerful magic heaviness that weighs in the air, but nothing that you can see, but you can feel it now that you have detect magic up. Yep. That makes sense. Um he simply stops and his eyes are still um, glowing for a moment as he's concentrating on his spell. Um, looks over at Vinley and says, it doesn't appear that anything arcane or magical has been used such thus far, at least not now. Let me scout around. And, and for the next 10 minutes, I'm just gonna just walk to just Kind of gets the outskirts of what it was, just to see if there's any pool that might not be, but just to make sure that there's nothing still around. Um, but 
<laughs> that is, and while I do that, I say, you have new friends, I see. Um, as you're walking around, there are two locations that are easily available to you that you can, you get two points. As you walk back towards the house and see um, the ironclad man and the uh, furbolg looking over, uh, turning, uh, you know, leaving no stone unturned. There seems to be powerful magic emanating from the men here itself. And as you continue walking, there seems to be powerful magic that is fading, if not almost gone from the lighthouse. Mm. Is it magic in the sense that I get the idea that the lighthouse herself was being lit by, by magic and now that's fading or is it something different? Uh, I will say uh, there is a a moat of continual flame that you sense uh, and this is completely separate. Mm. And it feels very strong or okay. at least what it once was. Um, okay. Uh, and once I feel that my eyes, I guess my, my body stops and my head turns towards the lighthouse and I look over at Vinley. Would you mind accompanying me? I believe your friends can handle it out here. I actually had an idea. Um, and it would take all of us together to do it, but I think it would be most useful in this scenario. I can actually perform uh, a sort of seance uh, among the dead, and I feel like if I did it here in the field, it would be a lot more powerful. If that's what you believe would be the best for this, you are a mistress of death, so. Um, I just need to know which person to ask, really. Um, Does any of the bodies stand out as like a captain or a guard, anything like that? Something. Mm -hmm. I, the only thing that I'll, I'll say is to Patty and Brunslager, the man that Brunslager pummeled did not appear to have any accoutrement to any of the other yeah. parties. He did not have the, the black stained hand. He did not have the third uh, black eye. Um, his was the black disc. Um, and is the only one that really stands out in a Amongst the other two factions that seem to be laid to waste here, not really. They all kind of seem the same yep. amongst themselves. No rank, just devout in their purpose. Yep. Then perhaps I should wait until we find someone significant to talk to. It is a ritual, so. I wouldn't waste any of my energy, so to speak. If there's nothing around here that I, um, I don't know, actually. My forte isn't the dead. Gotcha. Um. I would, I guess, yell towards um, the farmhouse. Oh, can I walk by and go in there? In there. Okay. Is there anything in there, or... Are you enjoying a vacation? 
This is an odd vacation, considering there's a man who's been pummeled to death by death. Or rather, he was dead already, but uh, nothing in here to see, folks. As you see this giant uh, Menhir obelisk stone that has these uh, etchings of some script that you do not understand. Just a large stone, if it's of any interest. Does um, the script look familiar in any way to me? Like something I've seen before, but haven't understood? It does not. Okay. The closest, I, Brunschlager, you have seen this script written in the temple, but you do not understand it. Hmm. Odd. Can I... So it's much too large for any person to physically move. Yeah. Can I make the the uh, mental leap of guessing that a bunch of people move this with their collective minds? You can make any leap that you fair. want. Yep, I can neither neither confirm nor deny. That's fair. <laughs> there was um, a black disc, by the way. This one got a little overeager too. Black, Black Disc of what? Mistress of the Night. Do I know who that is? Make a religion check. I would also like to make that check. Yep. Okay. Uh, that is a 22 for me. <clears throat> that is a oh, 18 for me. Okay. Uh, you both know it is Char, the antithesis to Saloon, or Salune. Uh, one of the first two born from Ao, and you know that she is also the antithesis to Mistra. She has created the Shadow Reef and is uh, known to rule over darkness, dungeons, forgetfulness, loss, night, secrets, and the Underdark. And where is this black disc now? Uh, many pieces on the floor. Oh, perfect. It, yeah. Exactly where it needs to be. Um, Agreed. Kuzima, I will say, with you being a little bit more sensitive to heat, not in a detrimental way, but just being more aware of it, you feel that the bottom of this monolith is slightly warmer than the rest of the cold stone. I will not head over. But I was gonna say not, and it is magical in nature, yeah. but the heat itself is not what is magical. Valid. Um, just for my sake, what school of magic is around this monolith? Obelisk, whatever it is. Abjuration. Protection. Um, I will look down. Why is it? Why is it hotter? It, it, did it seem like it was? It seemed like it was thrown. Something made it crash in here. Um, but from the bottom? Oh, maybe the geyser? Okay, I'm... <laughs> okay, we're just, um, we're just throwing out the clues. You guys beat No, you're correct, you you're correct. Um, just a double shrug. I, I say, um... If this... As I'm, like, putting things together and Zawadi's just looking at me like, you need to figure this out because I don't understand nothing. Um... <laughs> Uh, he's like, there's a faint aura of abjuration around this. And if 
Where is the and now? I'm asking out loud, just so I know. Where's where did the geyser shoot? Where is it at? From where we are, further into the forest. Yep. So it's, and it's be, uh, from where you are currently at the house. Uh, it is northeast. Is the monolith? Is it fallen in a way that it seems like it's shot from the northeast and fell down? If you look. Uh, Past the uh, the crater that is in the house, you will see a line of trees that have been broken and felled over uh, that is creating this labyrinth that seems untraversable. But there is forest to either side that is traversable. Um, just basically what I'm saying is this unnatural path seems yeah. to be made of extreme force. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I say, I do not believe we're going to find out any more here. I believe we need to head towards the geyser. Potentially this was a seal of some sort, and now it's been quite literally uprooted. This could, it could have been, this island could have belonged to the people with the symbol on their head, and that was what they were using to obscure their presence, perhaps? Perhaps. A, a pretty literal uh, message to send, sending it into a home, but the only thing I can think of. I guess I believe we'll find more information there than around the as a certain um, ethereal force likes to say, a smattering of, of bodies around. Um, however, there was still I felt something towards the lighthouse. Um, I do believe we need to go towards the geyser, but that is something I want to check out before we head that way. I do, I do want to say, bringing it up again, I can perform a seance and this man seems to be unrelated to, well, not unrelated because he died, but he may know more and may not be so heated from battle. He may be a little more talkative, so to speak. We may want to cover his body first though. What's left of it? Exactly. Would you want to talk if you look like pudding? That's a troubling question. Well, you put him there. I didn't say I didn't. I'm saying that's a troubling question. Now you see it's troubling? Maybe. If we have the ability to speak with the dead, whatever form they are in, I'm sure they would cooperate. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they have minds of their own. Especially with what I'm about to do. It'll be rather dangerous, but I believe we'll get very, very um, valuable information about the battle and what is to come. But I will tell you, I won't be able to do much in the state I will be in. So. Patty, Kazima, and Metal Man, you're going to have to take the lead on questioning me. I'm going to let him possess me, is what I'm trying to say. Understood. Ah, okay. That is, um, new. Did not May see I... you do this before. It's new. Uh, I learned it a couple days ago. So I'm hoping, I've seen it done a few times, twice, actually. So I'm hoping it'll it'll go as easy as it did when my mentor who taught me the spell did. You were saying something, uh, Paladin? Yeah. 
May I ask the first question? Of course. Thank you. Just try not to anger him. Or let him know that you were the one that did that to him. He may get uh, very, very volatile. And I would not like that spirit in my body volatile. I'm going to put the shield over the hand that punched. Kazima's <laughs> like staring at metal person. Like, why did you punch a dead body? I'm not going to act. I don't do death. While he's doing that, Patty's going to open up her bag and you can hear like all this clanking and cluttering and stuff. And she pulls out this blue scarf and puts it over the body as just sort of a haphazard way to cover up whatever is left. And while they are doing that, Vinley is going to gather up the pieces of the Char amulet. Not... And as much as she hates doing this, she is going to mend them back together and hold the disc again as she draws a circle around everyone participating in this red salt and then starts marking her face with... uh, these like thick viscous uh, like gel that's red and it has herbs in it and she draws a design on it and it's arcane runes and it's mainly focused around her mouth and her eyes and she places a black candle in the center and she holds out her hands waiting for everyone to join after they are done with their respective activity. How many questions do we have there kiddo? As long as I can hold it, or 10 minutes. I'm going to flip the shield around so the eye isn't facing forward. I don't understand this, but I do things that many others don't understand as well. Um, I will grasp your hand. I might squeeze it a little bit. I got you, buddy. Patty will take the other one. I'll take Patty and Kazuma's hand. Wait, is that the hand that has the blood on it? Who is to my right? Mm. Let it be Patty, because she will take like a piece of her like coat and just rub the hand off. Nope, not quite. <laughs> well, you're, that's good because what I would have done is siphon some flames from 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 from, from, from some words from somewhere uh, <laughs> from 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 somewhere and like literally <laughs> seared the blood off of you, and it wouldn't have felt good. <laughs> I'm sure it would be fine. Finley looks to uh, Patty and says. One of our questions should be his name. Um, and she looks at everyone and says, are we all ready? Could you repeat that? Cause you blipped out on my end. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, one of our questions should be his name. Name, thank you. Okay. She'll take everyone's hands and say, good luck. And her eyes will roll back and the black candle will light and she will begin speaking in celestial and say, servant of Shar, come forth now. And she doesn't ask, she just commands. You're better. And as the black flame candle is lit, you watch as although it is the, almost the, you know, the beginning of the day, all light seems to fade away into just a dim bubble around you in this ritual. And we need you to make an arcana check, Bindi. Could I, no, never mind, it's too late. It is, no, it is not something that can be helped. Uh, it is part of the ritual. Understood. It's a 23. 
Come on, eyes. <laughs> I figured, hey, it's a follower of Shar. Yep. Uh, yes. Calling upon Shar to breathe life back into this form to bestow you as this vessel to give it a voice and it's the room that you're in dims and grows almost pitch black in darkness as the light almost sucks out as you look up and you can see Vinley's eyes have gone completely black but not with a starry nebula void like substance just pitch black yep. like the night sky or darkness itself and you hear a breath of a creature that is not Benly well hi there what's your name I'm Patty by the way <laughs> What are you doing here? You got a name? Ask the question. Need a name? First, you tell me why you are here. Well, that's what we're trying to figure out by talking with you, kind sir. I am Zimroth Clan. Nice to meet ya. And uh, Patty, I will let you know, since you have the other version of a spell similar to this, the very first thing that was jarring is that you asked a question and did not get a forced answer. And you feel that this is more right. akin to an interrogation than speak with dead. Right. Don't suppose you could, uh... well, what was going on before uh, you found yourself in this unfortunate state? Who do I serve? This one's interesting. It's, this one's asking back for warning. Get ready. I serve Jiggle. The helmet just kind of turns towards Patty. What? My buddy Jiggle, I serve him. He calls me Patty for short for Patricia. I call him Jiggle short for Yurgle. That sounds less like a short check. name. <laughs> uh, make me persuasion check, Patty. Uh, mm -hmm. Reminders, you have re-rolls. And okay. uh, you... Yep. We have, we have two left. Yep. Okay, that's going to be a 22.
as Vinley's mouth lets out this just long sigh. And then just kind of looks at you. What do you want to know? At this point, Patty turns to Kazima. Got him talking. To record for your seneschal. Your name we have. Um, before I speak, Kuzima looks at Grunschlager, who act, wanted to ask a question, though he's curious to know what the question is going to be before he asks a question. Who were here first? The people in robes or the people in armor? Why did the people in armor come here? To stop them. Stop them from doing what? Who do you serve? my sister. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. I'm going to use my racial feature, saving face. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a 17. Okay. Instead of a three. Um, Kuzima watches this still curious at how this works but it's not his way so he doesn't need to know um but then as do you know anything about a heart and a dagger you watch as vinley her head cocks and snaps in your direction and looks at you with like squinted, scowling eyes. How do you know about that? Are you one of them who came seeking it? I know not of anyone who has come to seek anything. However, Something tells me you know where it is or what it might be, and that is what I am curious to know of. Why? Because the one I serve demands it. And as I say that, the, um, the staff I'm holding, the eye gets like pulses. It would seem that 
The one I serve thinks it needs a new protector. And Zawadi kind of like, for a a a, a no hair having salamander, um, she almost uh, he almost furled like like, um, and like he just glows just a little bit. I think that's guidance for myself. I do not know the location of the dagger, as I was crushed by the men here. As I went to cast against the six-foot man clad, wearing the suit of purple full plate emblazoned with carved swirls and blush blots of twisted-looking flesh and tendrils. His helmet, terrifying, wrought to resemble the fusion of countless faces twisted with agony, the flesh of one spilling into the other. So lifelike are the visages. They seem to move, crying out for mercy. As I approached another creature, towering over seven feet tall of pale porcelain, paper-like skin. Just floating serenely in the chaos found me. I could see the purple corruption coursing through their veins so dark it looked of decaying poison. On the crown of his forehead was a third eye, and as all three pitch-black eyes deeper and darker than the blessings of Shah, it lifted and hurled the Manier stone, causing it to slam and crush into me through the trees to where I lay. In my last glimpse, I saw them remove the dagger from the heart. With that, you almost see him just like freeze. <clears throat> That is not good. Did you see which way they went? No. I died. Yes, but sometimes the mind lasts a little bit longer than the body itself. Not this time. Well, that's a shame. Whose home was this? Mine. Over 200 years old and blessed by Shah to watch over the Adumbra Kalex, a portal in Where is this portal? There's no answer. If they came here with prior knowledge, they may already know about this portal. 
This portal is not what they sought. Only those blessed by Shah shall find it. How certain are you of that? Dead. Certain. Were you certain that you would protect this dagger for longer? Until the end of my days. And so they have come. What makes you think that this portal is so well guarded? We left the men here with ease. Yes? And if you can find it, good luck to you and your life. And it's with that you see the essence of this uh, possession leave Vinley's body as the light fades from the candle as it nearly burns all the way away and light returns back into this home. <coughs> oh. That felt gross. Well, I can't exactly see that being a uh, cleansing experience. And as she's saying this, she's pulling out a very thick journal from her bag and she's writing down the name. Oh, did you get the name? Zembrath Clone. Clone, rather. Interesting. It's a name. I'm going to head up back. And as far as it goes for me casting the spell, am I essentially in a back seat? watching it or do i have no knowledge of what happened no you're like a backseat watching yeah you okay. have no influence over it but you retain the knowledge yep okay cool then she will also write down the name that she heard okay um you head out back uh you see a single sheep gnawing on some grass avoiding some bodies that are strewn about it'll be well fed from now on is it tied anything it's in a gated uh section Gotcha. Um, I'm just gonna open the gate and leave it open and head back to the others. Okay. Kazima is <clears throat> okay. putting all the knowledge together. Omega's struggling. <laughs> so they were looking for the heart and the dagger. They also were looking for a portal. The man believed they only sought the dagger. He believes the portal is still well protected. Pardon my asking, I normally deal with tombstones, but what's with the heart and dagger? The one I serve, the one who has granted me fire I did not have, has sent me here to search for the heart. However, in the vision I was given, I was not to remove the dagger from the heart, for it would be bad. And now the dagger has been removed. Oh, no. I need to go check the lighthouse. Um, I'm going to go um, to the lighthouse. If anybody gonna follows, follow. it's fine. I'm going I'm, I'm to follow too. Okay. Knowing all the information we know now, I don't believe we should be alone. Valid. Purple tentacle man. Patty will pick up the uh, cloth she put over the dead man's body. Well, 
puddle. <laughs> oh, uh, Vinley gives the Shar amulet back to the man in, in armor and says, do it again. I can't, I can't crush it by myself. I'm just gonna, as we're walking, I'm just gonna hold in one hand and just pummel it to pieces. Okay, yep. Um, <laughs> I will say you uh, take one point of damage as you, like, crushing this, um, uh, like, sharp glass obsidian that breaks away eventually. Uh, you get a small nick, but it's fine. You But you have the satisfaction of crushing this dark amulet in your hand. Um, Again. As everyone is walking across uh, the plains of this farm, stepping over bodies that lay strewn about, I need everyone to make another dexterity saving throw as the eruption from the uh, northeast falls upon you again. 16. Okay. 17. Okay. 21. All right. You all... Uh, again, are showered with thick droplets of the scalding hot flesh searing mud as it rains down upon you. And everyone but Kuzima takes 11 points of fire damage. Kuzima, you take five again. Nope, not healing damage. <laughs> is there any way, just out of curiosity, like using, I know it's not flame, but use a control flame. Is there any way I can just like siphon the heat and the fire, the flame, the, the hotness from it? Or no? What are you trying to do? Just like as it comes, to see if I can like, <clears throat> as I'm about to be pelted, see if there's any way I can manipulate the heat from the mud that's going to hit me to like make it not as hot. I don't know. Probably can't. That's sure, you can uh, sap the heat uh, granted to you by the Fire Lord away from this mud as it rains down upon you. Uh, roll a d6. Six. You take... You will say that you actually pull the heat from everyone as everyone takes six less damage. Oh, praise. Uh, we'll say that that's not something that you can do all the time. Of course not. That might be a one-time one thing, because that was awesome, and that was cool, and we'll give it to you this time. Um, I could say, please stop doing that. <laughs> Speaking to the, the geyser as I'm walking. Um, oh, but yeah, I'll get to the lighthouse. I will say, um, there's something strong here. Something magical, something that might aid us or give us information. All right. What? No, go ahead. Sorry. Best to clear out everything first before we go tromping into the forest. Very true. Agreed. As you approach the heavily destroyed ruins of the once standing Gothic structure lighthouse, echoing the architecture of Serloon. The double-tiered, five-story tower of stone and iron now bent and broken with the ever-burning continual flame now washing over the area below, illuminating the small cistern well below in the small adjacent building where you see the bent brass organ tubes that, were, that are currently droning out a sound that mimics what you would imagine the tortured souls bound in sorrow with sound. Why someone would make such a machine brings you pause as you pass it off as the damage that has caused its discordant, unharmonious sound. Brunschlager and Kuzima, as you approach this lighthouse, you start to notice something more embedded into the hard-packed, stone-rich ground of the island. Large footsteps of a creature well over the size of any normal humanoid 
leading you to believe it to be the echoes left behind by a giant of immense strength and power. I note that, but as I don't see a giant right now, I don't talk about it. <laughs> That's disquieting. I point out the footprints to everybody else. Okay. And they're very faint. They're not like super deep impressions as this is very rock-rich earth. But when they point it out, you see the footsteps of something. And it seems to be walking backwards. What? And further towards the lighthouse. Uh, huh? I mean, I've been known to do odd things, but walking backwards isn't exactly efficient. So is it walk, is it, okay. If, if the lighthouse is in front of us, are the footsteps like looking towards us? Yes. Correct. Like does it, that mean it was walking backwards? Or does it mean it came from the lighthouse? Hard to tell. Because I'm like, huh? Okay, that's fine. Could um, I roll like a survival check to see if there's any like foot drags to see? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Because if you're walking backwards, your feet don't leave the ground very high. Um, uh, is it obvious you're making some kind of check right now? Oh, yeah. She bends down and starts looking over the tracks. You see my hand come to your shoulder as the wadi comes to your little neck and like nuzzles you and gives you guidance. And that's a D4, right? It's a, it's a well, you know, it's what the, the show we're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three, so a total of a 25. Let's go! Looking over it, not only do you see drags of footsteps that help tell the story of it walking backwards, but you see the evidence of a scuffle, a struggle, Mm. something overpowering such a strong and mighty creature. I relayed that information to everyone else and I like look genuinely shocked. It looks like he was forcibly grabbed backwards. You can't tell what was done to his body. You can just see the footsteps. Okay. And if anybody wants to look further into the lighthouse, you can make investigation or perception checks. I will do a perception check. Yeah, definitely do looking into the lighthouse. I, I will do investigation. With okay. guidance. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, perception. I uh, hope I hope this hot fire carries over to tonight's D4 episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't rolled below 15 except for that natural one. Let's Ooh. go. Uh, right. I got a 24 and a nat 20. Okay. I... I'm sorry. I forgot how high my perception is. That is, with guidance, a 31? <laughs> okay. 19, 8, 27, 4, 31. Yes. Can I ask, what does it like wall. to see individual atoms? <laughs> <laughs> you can see smell. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. I, uh, yeah, I, I was like... <laughs> Zima looks up and he realizes he's He's on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was one boxes. below a natural 20, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty high. But. <laughs> What'd you get, Patty? I got a 12. <laughs> okay. I got a 24 investigation. Okay. Um, Patty, you're a little kind of still trying to like kind of take in the walking backwards thing. 
but at the same time, you're kind of like, what what could possibly have moved a, something so large? You're also thinking about the task that you were given, that you weren't sent to record all of these deaths. You were sent to record a singular death, one that should not have happened. And you're wondering if that was Zambrath Clun or if that was something else entirely. But for the others, looking over the lighthouse, you see scattered gargoyles, stone, wood, and iron piled high like a cairn. It is hard to notice, but you swear that in the pile of rubble, you see the faintest hint of a fingertip, nearly blended away, covered in the dust of the fallen building, as well as being noticeably gray in tone itself. And this is noticeably large in size. Mm. A fingertip? Not like severed or anything, but among, uh, underneath the cairn of stone and rubble. Oh. Yeah, what most would have seen as only just another rock, you see it to be too smooth and have the texture of a fingerprint. I. Oh. I am not strong enough to move that. It's not where my forte lies. I'll get to it then. It's a bunch of little rubble, right? Or like big chunks? There are a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You all can work together to uh, yeah. remove the stone. And it will take some athletic checks. Yep. Then Lee will okay. turn and say, Chuckles, Dumbo, you know what to do. I'll get my hands dirty too. I don't mind. The Lord of Fire says, cleanse yourself, not with the dirt of the spirit, but with the 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 power of the mind so no uh, that's okay was that kazima's guidance yes yes exactly. <laughs> as a matter of fact it's patty you get guidance do i get guidance uh, after patty it's concentration fair um well before any guidance i got a 27. wow oh, uh, i got a 23. I want to break 30, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 23 for Patty. Yeah, she's okay. got some strength. Yeah. Uh, and Vinley, just go. go ahead and roll 2d20s. And uh... Vinley is also helping. She got oh. an 18 total. She rolled a 19. You, Vinley. You know I'm going to help too. You know, a boulder about this big. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, kid. That's putting your work into it. You said an athletics check, right? Yes. Three. <laughs> Kazima, Kazima just kicks a pebble near the near the pile. I helped. Hey, better. Uh, Dumbo, one of my skeletons, got a two, and Chuckles got a seventeen. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, one seems to be piling rock back onto uh, the cairn, as the other one is removing it, um, <laughs> seeing the cycle of endless. Uh, yep. uh, but uh, you spend the next. Good 30 minutes removing the heavy stone and detritus rubble to reveal a massive, bald corpse. His face frozen in a permanent scowl, even in his obviously corpse-like state. What is unsettling, though, is not his size or the fear you feel just from looking at him even in this state. 
nor the black veins that seem to radiate and fractal out like Lichtenberg stars from his chest. It is the state of his body that gives you concern. Oh, they muted. Okay. So, there's a corpse, a very what's large the, corpse. What's the state of the body? Yeah. You can make a medicine check. I would love to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do medicine. Yeah. Some guidance, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Zawadi's the best. Zawadi's just like, look, if you have guidance, use it. <laughs> yeah, that is the truth. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Reroll, because that was a natural one. Oh, there you yeah, go. Right? Reroll, all right. <laughs> Party has one reroll left, so. Donations, let's get oh. those in. Let's keep them coming. And we that's, haven't even gotten to the course yet. Yeah, That's a good one. That's that's 25 for me. Okay. I'm going to leave my natural one because I want to save that reroll for if someone's about to die. Okay. Valid. Okay. That's fair. Uh, what'd you get, Patty? An 18. 18? Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, Kazuma and Patty. The first thing you take note of is the seeping wound in his chest. At first, you almost miss the actual catalytic laceration causing the black veining. But looking more closely, you see a small sever, piercing cut through, plunge deep into his flesh. Whether it was, it seemed to take the form of this once massive, frightening, intimidating man bound in muscle and reduce him to a sallow, gaunt, and gray, near-skeletal, almost mummified corpse. And mm. any of you who is trained in it can roll religion. Okay. You already know it's coming. G to the U to the I. I'm um, not trained in it. Can I assist Patty in this? And this is only if you're trained. Yep. Okay. A uh, dirty 20 for me. I don't think I'm trained now that I'm looking at the sheet. Proficient, but not trained. Uh, this, that's yeah, that's proficient. Trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. You say trained. trained. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to like so many different <laughs> settings and systems. If you are proficient. Proficient, yeah. darling. <laughs> okay, then that is an 18 again. Okay. All right. You two have never seen the depiction of this creature, this titan of legend, of strife, and tyranny, as you stand on the desiccated husk of the Lord of the Black Hand himself, Bane. One of the three blessed by Jurgle when he relinquished his power. A small chill runs down your spine as you realize that not a chosen mortal nor an avatar has been slain, but a true god. And you fear what could have such power and what it may mean. Patty instantly takes out her journal and writes down the name. Zima like backs up. What, 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 what's going on? I don't know, ignorance seems to be bliss right now. Write down the name of a death that shouldn't have happened. <gasps> Who is this? What this is, is this? Bane. Uh, 
Zawadi flies me. to my finger again. Now, please tell me why the Lord of Fire sent us here. <laughs> I'm trying to process. <laughs> what can kill a god? Or even what once was a god? Uh, Vinley looks not pointedly, but kind of pointedly at the the man in metal. What could kill a god? I haven't killed one yet, so I don't know. Can I roll an insight on that? <laughs> sure. I want to see whether or not he knows about what happened. Okay, Brunschlager, you can make a persuasion or deception roll. Uh, mm -hmm. You can keep that number to yourself. Uh, and only have to reveal what it is and the truth if uh, Vinley beats that number. Okay. I got a 21. I got a 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vinley, what is your question? Uh, she's trying to ascertain whether or not this man knows that that god is dead. Um, uh, I can't remember his name right now. The the one we saw being sacrificed with the symbol. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name right now. But she's trying to ascertain whether he knows or not that that god is dead. Um, Brunschlager's uh, knowledge of religion is very, very, very limited, uh, as is his awareness of recent events. Okay. Then she will stop pushing that subject because she doesn't want to break his heart. Paladin uh, in real life is kind of going, mmm. Kazima. That dagger. Could it do this? If the Lord of Fire wanted so much for it not to be removed from the heart, then I assume it can do catastrophic things. That's not the answer I was hoping to hear. It's not the answer I wanted to admit. But now we know that there is a six foot purple plate armor tentacle thing with something even bigger that can kill a god. Yep. Um, can Vinley take a moment and look over Bane's corpse? Oh, they muted. There. What a, what a <laughs> question, honestly. What a question. Yeah. Finley. Uh -huh. Now that you think about it, you've seen that man before. Especially when you think over the ritual that you were just mentioning playing through your mind. You think back to when you found yourself in the far realm. And you there was a vision of a man being dragged into a lake that hunted and killed Harold. Oh, no. And he looked exactly like that. But continuing on what you said, you're looking over Bane's body for... Uh, anything, really. This is once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to loot a god corpse. Okay. <laughs> um, you... Without rolling investigation or anything, there uh, you can't see all of his form, but he looks to not really wear any clothes. Oh, 
but with the help and aid of Kuzima and Patty, they inform you of what you should or might be looking for that could aid you. And that is the right black gauntlet of Bane. Yet you do not find it. And in its wake, you only see the stained black hand of his right hand. Uh, her head pops up cartoonishly over the pile of rubble and she says, there's no gauntlet here, so assuming our big purple man uh, is wearing it. Oh, this just gets better. And um, just should let y'all know, I had a, a rather strange vision one time that included this man in purple armor. He is not... We already knew this, but he's not to be trifled with. He's very dangerous. Patty's just nodding her head like, mm-hmm. I will not leave this place until I attain what I need, which is the heart mm. and the dagger within it. So that means going into the forest to find out exactly what we need to do. And that is what I will do. I will not ask you to lay down your lives for such a thing. Are you kidding? I saw this person kill one of my friends. I'm not going to let him kill another. Was this way thing I your friend? He says, pointing towards the corpse in front of us. No, 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 no. In the vision, I saw him kill someone very dear to me. Brunschlager, meet God. God, meet Brunschlager. Have I said my name? No. no. Metal Man, meet God. God, <laughs> meet Metal Man. God's slightly indisposed right now, though. No god of mine if it's already dead. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, so, forest. Yes, I would greatly appreciate getting away from the corpse of a god. And, uh-huh. And she's, like, awkwardly and very nervously makes her way out of the lighthouse. Hmm. Is is uh, is there anything else in the lighthouse? Is there anything else in the lighthouse? Yeah, aside from aside from the very obvious uh, god corpse, which, huh? I assume that's also what was giving out that magical aura, the god. Yes, that makes sense. You know, god. <laughs> um, and uh, looking over quickly you could probably spend the next week clearing out this place in order to search it more thoroughly. But with the state of it, uh, it does not look to be... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, to be uh, really traversable, uh, despite the amount of stone that you've um, pulled away. And that is... It is when something very, very unsettling happens. The body twitches. No, ma'am. <laughs> uh, uh, mm -mm. And this is the type of jiggle I don't put up with. Jerks, and the chest kind of thrust, and you watch as it sits up. 
And uh, I have everybody to roll initiative. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How loud was it when he sat up? Because Vinley was just outside the door. Did it make a sound? And she, like, turned on her heel, like... Oh, oh yeah. It was like a rock slide happened. Yep. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Correct. Uh, 25 to 20. 20. Okay. With my plus zero dexterity. That's a natural 20. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 20 to 15? 16. 17. Uh, all right. That. Um, so uh, say that again one more time. Sorry. 16 and 17, I believe. Who, who yeah. 17 is Patty? Yeah. 16 for moi. Got it. Uh, 15 to 10? <laughs> Vinley! Uh, and then last but not least, we'll pull out the old Vinley coming up last. The 10 to 5? Uh, 7. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Finley's already panicking. She's like, what could I possibly do to this man? Um, all right. Um go ahead and uh Brunschlager, it, it is your turn first. Um Brunschlager is going to just yell, I thought he was dead. Uh and I'm going to attack twice. Okay. Uh does a 22 hit? A 22? Yeah. Yes. The yes. 22 hits the almost naked giant man. Giant god. Giant. I would. Uh, does an 18 hit? Uh, 18 also hits, yes. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. First attack is going to be. Uh, God, math. Uh, 12 slashing and then 4 force. Uh, using telekinetic strike. Yep. Okay. Uh, second attack is going to be. Oh, thank! I love this die. Uh, going to be thirteen damage slashing. Okay. Uh, what does your telekinetic strike look like? Yeah. Um, as uh, it looks like I I wind up this chain, and as I slash down, it looks like just this uh wave around a coalescing, making this larger spike chain around it. Uh, so as it hits, it's hitting with both this. Uh, visible force and the spike chain itself. Awesome. Uh, and with two solid hits, the chain just rakes across the flesh and a lot softer than you would expect a god's flesh to be now as it just tears and shreds across it and you see this now oozing pus and uh, coagulated blood start to seep from its abdomen. That's hot. Um, 
nope, unless you have other abilities. One more thing, I needed to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Fingers crossed. Twenty-three. Yeah, it passes. <laughs> Quite handily, it passes. I wonder, can we use one of our rerolls to force that to reroll, or no? Okay. <laughs> I like the idea though. Yeah, it's good. It's a good try though. Good try. <laughs> Never know until you try. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Patty. Uh, old Patty's gonna see Bane moving, and she kind of goes, "Well, crap!" And she flips her coat back and pulls out her flail and goes to attack him with her flail of warning. Oh, nice. And that is going to be a twenty-one to hit. Absolutely. Okay, and then that is going to be seven points bludgeoning. And then bonus action, she's going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. What and does your Spiritual Weapon look like? Out pops this little cherub figure that looks like what you would normally find on tombstones. And it has its wings flapping and its dukes up as it is ready to go fly and start slamming Bane. What is its name? Bailey. <laughs> 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 Bailey's in the game. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Uh... Okay. So it can go in now? Yes. yes. Awesome. That is going to be another 21 to hit. That'll hit. And this time it is full damage, so that is 12 points. Nice. 12 points of force damage. As you watch it just slam into this flesh and you watch it ripple across um the, there's not a lot there as uh said stated before it's not the muscular form that you know bane to be it is more withered husk and so you see its flesh just kind of ripple like clothes in the wind hanging from a clothesline it's very <clears throat> very disturbing <clears throat> kuzima unless there's anything if you would like to move or anything like that. Okay. Kuzima. Um, Kuzima looks at this thing and goes, I never thought I'd be fighting a god right now. He still, he doesn't care if it's a zombie thing. It's a damn god. Um, but he concentrates for a second and he reaches into a satchel that he has um, and pulls out this crystal vial that has different things inside of it and um, Zawadi kind of like climbs down to my hand as I'm holding it and I go, I need to summon your sister. Um, and he kind of flows around the crystal vial and begins to heat it up. And as I speak in Druidic in a mix of primordial, um, I'm casting summon elemental spirit as I summon a much bigger version of Zawadi, but um, <laughs> more almost like snake-like uh, okay. than salamander-like. Um, and uh, yeah, they are obviously a fire elemental. Um, I envision it more like a fire salamander, like from the plane of fire, but yeah. looking like, Z like Zawadi. Yeah. Uh, and um, I say, thank you, friend, but we're still not done. And as I, um, <laughs> Zawadi nods, just looks at the the thing on the ground and goes, mm. <clears throat> as it uses this little uh, flame seed using my bonus action. Um, yeah, I already know what it is. 
Um, no, does not hit. Uh, no, I'm not going to waste on that. It doesn't. It's a nine. Um, nine will not hit. Uh, wait, nine hits. Nine hits. Nine hits. <laughs> so okay, let me let me not um, uh, assume next time for four points of fire damage. So the one on okay. the die, great. Okay. Um, but then my elemental spirit gets to go uh, right after my turn. Sounds good. Um, so they are going to hit twice with two slam attacks. Um, first attack will be these. Okay, that's confusing. Four plus okay, eight. Eight. That's a natural twenty. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, so, do you remember the rules of our natural twenties? No. Okay. Uh, so, but it, it. What's the damage on your elemental spirit? Uh, it'd be one d ten plus eight. Okay, so one of that D10 is already maxed, so just roll a D10, add 18. Gotcha. That way you Ooh. don't roll two ones. Gotcha, I understand. That's 26 points of uh, fire damage. Okay. Um, second attack uh, is a 14 hit. 14 hits. Um, for another 17 points of fire damage. Okay, say that again. 17? 17. Yes. Um, and as the fire just washes from Kuzima, there's a warmth that kind of hits everybody. As you all heal, seven, as a masculine word, goes off. <laughs> nice. Back up to triple. Uh, and with that, you watch as... Crane moves up, grabbing one of the chunks of debris, swinging it right across the first attack against Brunschlager. Oh no. A 19 to hit? Miss. You bring your shield up as it slams into it. You kind of skid back a bit. And as it just in the same motion goes, as it continues that at Patty for the second attack. Don't you dare. I'm gonna use one of the DM rerolls. No! <laughs> that I gave to myself last night. Okay. Uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, I think that's gonna hit. Don't die, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> 15 points of bludgeoning damage that slams down into you. Uh, using my reaction, protective field, uh, oh my god. Uh, please reduce that by 9 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Oh. Thank you. So, 6. You'll take 6 points instead. I will happily take the 6. Um, as there's almost this telekinetic field that washes over you and you watch as it kind of deflects it as a dead-on blow just catches you in the shoulder. Um, and as it does, it brings it over and tries to bring it back down on you, Brunschlager, for its final third attack. Oh my god. 19. <laughs> uh, and again, you bring that shield up as it slams down into you. You actually dig into the rubble a bit as you're pushed down into the ground ever so slightly, but 
your shield holds. And as you are so close, you look into the eyes of this creature, and you don't see the thousand-yard stare or the fogged uh, cataract eyes of a zombie. You see two small motes of a bluish-green teal. Kind of like mine, but more green. But more green. And it is now Vinley. Uh, Vinley turns around at the door where her skeletons are, and she goes, well, boys, you know what to do. And as they start to pull out their bows, she holds up her wand in her left hand, the bone wand, and uh, the ring of Jergal flashes, and she says, I don't know for sure, Bane, but I think Jergal would be sorely disappointed in you. And she casts Guiding Bolt at third level, and she's going to use one of the natural 20s I've been awarded to make sure it crits. <laughs> nice. Let's go. Um, so that's 66. Doubled? Yes. Yep. 12d6. 12d6. I am going to roll these on D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond! <laughs> With D&D Beyond's dice rolling feature, it makes rolling massive masses of dice all that much easier. Yes. Although we all love rolling real dice, sometimes there's just too many. Oh, it's right there. What quick am I math. doing? It's all, it all comes down to quick math. Yeah, it's 31 points of radiant damage. Okay. And the next person to attack has advantage. Which are going to be your skeleton guys. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first attack will have advantage. All right. So that will be Chuckles because he's the favorite. Okay. So 15 plus 7 is 22. 22 hits. And then a d6 plus 2, which is 5. And then Dumbo's going to go. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry to speak poorly of your name, Dumbo. That's 17 plus 7. Okay, that definitely hits. And another 5. Okay. Okay. Uh, slams up into Bane as it's just raking. Uh, it, they have short swords, right? They have uh, short bows right now. Bows. Oh, that's right, that's right. Firing the arrow, piercing into the flesh. Bane kind of stumbles back a bit and staggers, but continues holding his ground. That's me, and she's standing in the door frame now, so that if something were to fly at her, she'd have a chance to be like, whoop, behind the wall. <laughs> uh, uh, Vinley, what type of damage was that 31? Uh, radiant. Okay. Uh, go I ahead and roll a d6. Ooh, a one. I'm excited. Sorry, pulling up our lingering damage chart for massive Ooh. damage. F it up, Kang. No, it's not there. It's not there. It's here. Sorry here. for not having you, this. You, 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 yeah. It's right here. It's your turn. All right. Uh, Looking at this thing in the eyes, uh, Brunschlager is massively unimpressed. Uh, I'm going to action search. Uh, roll the hit before you action search. Oh, sure. Like, 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 do your first round of attacks before you burn your action surge. Okay. 
Uh, I will say that you have advantage on all of these attacks as uh, you see the, the moat kind of like flicker a little bit as it is currently blinded. Okay, I hit both times. Okay. Uh, give me your, your first damage. Uh, first damage is going to be a uh, math 12 uh, slashing and then 7 force. Uh, 12 slashing and 7 force. Um, and as the as you bring your uh, spike chain across Sing us that swan song. Um, I'm going to whip the chain so it's around its arm and uh, head and put a boot to its chest and pull as hard as I can. And as you do, you pull and it tears into it. And as it falls, you actually watch as the body falls Coming out of the center of the body, you watch as standing where he was as the body falls, you see this translucent, bluish, ethereal human man. And uh, I need everyone to make wisdom saving throws. The good things I'm good at. One of the good mm -hmm. things, the few things I'm good at. Mm -hmm. um, 16. Okay. 23. Okay. 17 on the die, which makes that a 26. Okay. okay. All right. You see this creature just pour out with this horrifying visage. You see its skin rot away into decay, and, uh, mirroring what it probably looked like in its last moments. And. Um, tries to fill your mind with fear, but you all have seen too much. That's a regular old Sunday for me. Where is Sambrasa? Are we speaking to Bane or somebody else? This does not look like Bane. This looks Didn't like think so. human ethereal uh, for Kuzima and Bruschlager, it looks to be uh, wearing similar clothes to those that you saw in Sirling. Can I roll an Arcana check to see what kind of uh, absolutely creature this is? Sure. Mm -hmm. yep, you can roll Arcana or Religion. Um, your your choice. Uh, definitely Arcana. Priest. Yep. Uh, Twenty-three. <laughs> Without a doubt, you know this. You've seen multiple of them. It is a ghost. Okay. Yep. It asked about Zimbrath? Yep. yep. said, where is Zimbrath? He's already dead. You lie! I mean, he can come with us. His body's in the farmhouse. What remains of it? For a hundred years, I've tried to kill him. You say you have... No. No. You take no credit for that one, kid. Someone threw a monolith at him. It Something was... threw a monolith. It's right. Who are you? I am Meridian Gone. If it wasn't you, then it must have been. 
the one of writhing purple flesh and black clawed hand. There we go. Now that checks out. Do you know where it went? Where it is? He and the creature that sighed beside it flipped out of existence. But not through portal or arcane. Through reality. I've seen something similar to that, actually. Uh, creatures from the far realm. I know no such thing. Show me the body of Zembrath Clun. About body. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Kuzima? Can you act nicely? <sighs> Insolence, please. Can oh, I, there it is. Can I pull out the the shattered remains of that of that uh, disc? Yeah. Is this proof enough? It was his. A trick. I will only rest when I see his corpse. Okay. Follow me. It's easy enough. I mean, it's not like it's going anywhere. And Vinley walks as if she is a receptionist showing someone to an office. She's like... Um, before he follows, uh, I need someone to make a persuasion check. Oh, not me. I can? Uh, I'm can, decent enough. I got a four on persuasion. You got a four? I, can, can Zawadi lick your face with consent? Absolutely. <laughs> Guidance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so that is going to be a 26. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> I got... If you... If I find that you are lying, your body will be forfeit to my possession. Oh, I, I mean, trust me, kid. I don't like to lie about this type of thing. You're going to be seeing sort of a body. Kid. What I call everyone. Fine. And it will, he will float behind you until you make your way back to the farmhouse. Yep. And really quick, I just leaned over as we're walking. I leaned over to Vinley and I said, "Do all ghosts, after they're dead, talk a lot of, for lack of a better word, using something that Harold has said many times? Shit. Only the real, real dicks in life." The ones that are really hyper-focused on one thing. Huh. Uh, before we leave the, 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 the corpse of God, I suppose, um, is there any physical object aside from its body that's on it? Any possessions uh, at all? N no. no. The, the one thing that uh, Kuzima and Patty was instructing Binley to look for is the one thing that is missing. So um, he's just completely naked. He, there are some tatters and, and like, like a loincloth. Yeah, but he does not wear moon clothes. Um, and the one thing that he does wear is has seemed to already be pilfered. Good. Um, real quick question. How fast do I think I could cut off that blackened hand? Uh, do you have a sharp bladed yes. instrument? Yes, I do. Um, Go ahead and just give me uh, three attack rolls. Uh, let's see here. Adding anything? 
Uh, just your attack rolls. Oh, 14, 14, 10. 14. 40 modifiers. Um, you're able to cut through it. Uh, it is not a strong, big hand of Bane. It is the withered, almost mummified-looking, uh, gaunt, skeletal uh, look. But you do have his hand. Perfect. Gonna put in the box. All right. Um, and upon seeing the visage of the dead corpse of the not really recognizable uh, Zimbrath Clun, you actually feel release and relief. A feeling of pain and anger wash away into acceptance as you watch his ethereal form fade away from existence. As he's fading, Vinley just says, enjoy your afterlife. Thank you. Yeah, that's just the beginning. <laughs> Sometimes it's a stepping stone. This is very true. You're learning, kid. Lots and lots of stepping stones. Mm. So, what do you all do? Seems to be only one path left. Into the woods? How is everyone feeling? All right. You feel great. I mean, a little drink couldn't hurt, but I'm fine. I do not claim to be a medicine man, but I can do a little bit if it's necessary. Out of game, we do have a short rest that we haven't used yet. Really? Oh. Oh, I'm anything? very good at keeping track of these. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, short rest would work for me. So if we wanted to have like a 10-minute conversation and then head into the woods. Yeah. That is what you guys want to do. We're not going to stop you. That's a free resummoning of Zawadi. <laughs> <laughs> I get quite a few of my spells back. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. oh, arcane recovery. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say once I, during this, I would um, uh, forget that I'm around people for a second and I'll begin to resummon Zawadi and I go, let me step away from you all. <laughs> um, and we'll resummon my buddy as the um, actually hasn't been an hour. <laughs> the, the, the other spirit's still there until it goes away. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, 100%. Zawadi is a window. Hey, it'd make great for path clearing. Ooh. Yes, actually. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, once we start going, they'll kind of be in front pushing and burning and getting things out the way for us. Um, I will say uh, no time spent. So you still have your summon thing without uh, minus the 10 minutes. As you felt that... Um, short rest wash over you in the relief and thanks from the spirit that passed on. Oh. See, he wasn't totally a dick. And... Wait, does that mean someone possessed God's body and tried to kill me? Correct. That was been worse. <laughs> As you all begin to make your way towards the forest, I'm going to do a slight update. Uh, we have broken 4,500, which means we are giving away a Beetle and Grimm Icewind Dale silver box 
Um, yeah. That is happening in chat right now. So uh, you can enter hashtag Beetle and Grimms uh, into the chat for your chance to win in the Rock Punch ATL chat. Um, so. and, and knowing what is in it, it is very much worth it, as all of their boxes are. But there's a lot of really cool trinkets in this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And um, we're only like 480 away from our 5,000 mile marker. Yeah, this is only game two. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to come up with other incentives. I don't know. <laughs> I got ideas. Uh, I got stuff in the back. Yes. Again, thank you to everyone that has donated so far. Every dollar counts. We know that this is a tough time, but let's celebrate with some D&D and other good news that has happened this week. But, yes. yes. But uh, uh, <laughs> brush that over. And you guys are walking into the uh, into the forest. Into the <laughs> Into the woods. And oh, as you walk further and further um, into this not super dense, but a little bit of overgrown brush. Uh, you notice that most of the bodies seem to be only those of the three uh, three eyed cultists, as they seem to try and keep the others at bay. And the further you get in, there seems to be no mention, no sign of them at all. But what you do notice is that there is a heat radiating the further and further you get in. A sweltering heat, one that only Vinley has felt before in the forges within a book, standing literally feet above lava. Um, and I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw as you push forward. That's my specialty. I, I guess when I understand, you said only Vinley has felt this type of heat. Uh, have you been around lava? Yes. Okay, then you have felt <laughs> I was like, okay, I was making sure like, there's something special or, oh. yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, mm. 18? 17. Yeah. Shocked at how well I did for that. Uh, Kuzima, you don't have to roll this. Oh, well, it was a 20 anyway, but thanks. <laughs> I got a 19. So we got 17, 18, 19, and if Kuzima had rolled, it'd be a 20. Aw, look at us all organized in number line. Look at y'all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're able to push through the heat of this as it begins to burn and fill your lungs. And try and sap you of your energy. You do not gain a level of exhaustion. Kuzima, I, actually, I feel like Kuzima feels somewhat at home right now. Yep. Yep. Um, she feels very comfortable. Mm. Um, and as you get further and further, you start to see the clearing as the uh, wood gets more sparse. And you see that the underbrush is burnt away, almost to ash. But there are no flames. It is just the full heat just wilting all of the greenery around. The bark on these trees starts to uh, stain black from soot as the heat is scorching it, but not setting it on fire. And you see this thick brown ichor that is starting to seep from the middle of the opening clearing before you. And to be clear, you said brown. 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 Black. Okay. Yep. We would have had a serious problem. Like mud. Yep. Okay. Except it's boiling. 
Is it blocking our path forward? It is. Oh, dang it. <sighs> Any ideas? Of course I didn't prepare my flight spell today. <sighs> my, my apologies. I guess kind of missed. We just went to, what did we get to? So there is this stream of brown mud that is bubbling and boiling that is covering the entire way forward. Yeah, and you see the uh, the end of the tree line and there's like an open grassland area. And there seems to be an epicenter in the center that seems to be boiling more violently as it seeps out this brown boiling ichor. How how wide is this river? Like how, how far is it from us to the other side? Um, you're looking roughly at about 80 feet. Oh, okay. My, my measurements are correct. Yeah, it's somewhere between 80 and 120. It's like 80 feet wide, 120 feet deep, and it seems to be a clearing, uh, a meadow that is just covered in mud. But the other side is clear, and we need to get to the other side. You would think that until you see a geyser erupt Shoot out from the center of this mass. And as it does, I need everyone to make deck saves. Mm. As boiling hot mud goes spraying all around you. Yes. Ooh, I'll take that. That's a 21. Nice. Uh, do we have any rerolls? We do. Um, we have three left. Can, I'm, can I take two. one? You, you've got two. Oh, wait, we got wait, wait, wait. You failed yours? Yeah, I failed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, then uh, Tower of Iron Will. Um, I'm going to use my reaction to give you a slight boost. What'd you roll? It's a seven. That's fine. Uh, it's now a 15. Okay. I'm here for that. Wow. Thanks, <laughs> Metal Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got I a got 22. A... 22? Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, Patty? 12. Got a 21. Okay. Uh, Brune Schlager, you got a 12. Kuzima? Uh, 15 now. 15? Okay. Uh, Kuzima, Patty, say again? Do you want to use the reroll, Brune Schlager? I'm in triple digits. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kuzima, Patty, and Venli, you are going to take 19 fire damage. Brune Schlager, you take 39 fire damage. <laughs> uh, Kuzima, sorry, Kuzima, In? half of that. Um, uh, it was what nine? Nine. 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 Okay. Nine. <laughs> so you you see me look at Kuzima and just hold up my hold up my hand and give him this slight force field against the fire as just a bunch of mud hits me. Um, you can see as it hits and begin and like seeps in through the chain mail of of the drapery that falls in front of your face and into the skin, you actually watch as bits of the fabric begins to singe and melt away as it's begin to sear your skin. Those that see can see the skin underneath is this orangish red. And you know that that mud was hot. And so it has obviously burned and scarred this, the flesh to, to be this orangish red burn. Already second degree, maybe even close to third degree burns. 
Uh, Vinley immediately uses precipitation to clean that off to remove the hot mud from his bare skin. Okay. And then I apologize right now. Um, I take a little bit of Zawadi's flame and I attempt to like cauterize the wound just in case it doesn't, nothing gets worse than it is. <laughs> uh, the wound is cleansed and then cauterized, mm -hmm. but it still seems very burnt in the sense of the red skin and uh, whatever, uh, yeah. As, as someone with red skin, I don't think I'm as phased that they have red skin. Yeah. I guess, I guess. You have scales. Yeah. <laughs> this yes. is saying, saying like a really, really bad burn is kind of what it looks like, but a little not. I feel you. Um, um, Brunschlager just grunts and stifles a scream uh, inside the chain mail, and you see him just kind of thump his chest uh, as I use second wind. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty. With my, not just perception, because with what I kind of ascertained, this geyser is probably the same geyser that we got hit with in the back. Yes. How um, long has it been between that the last time it, it went and now? Uh, if you had keen mind, I could tell you, but it also Alex. seems a little erratic. Um, but I will say that after the geyser, you see a little bit of the mud pull away and sink down into this hole, this mm. divot that looks that looks to be uh, seeping into the ground before it then bubbles again and starts to fill, um, and leaving a little bit more area of uh, the opening clearing um, for you to step into. But I, I, I look at them and I say, I can get us across, but, um, and I actually look at Patty and, and Metal Man this is not to assume weight or size, but you all are pretty big. I should be able to carry you, but I just want to be sure. How far across is it now that the mud has lowered a little bit? Uh, the the mud didn't change the clearing. Yeah, it only okay. filled the clearing. You you guys were at the edge of the tree line. Okay. Um, um, but while they're deciding what to do, Vinley's actually going to patch herself up and apply some aloe to her face and use her healer's kit to heal a little bit through first aid. Let's do it. Uh, I weigh a little under 450 altogether. And as you're healing, you start to see the bubbling uh, mud begin to turmoil just a little bit more as it seems to grow these bubbles that just and but don't seem to pop as it then grows further and further in mass as this magmud titan pulls oh, itself no. from the depths. And we need everyone to roll initiative. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm terrible. See, the only thing I roll bad on apparently is the initiative. Oh jeez. I am really glad I have advantage. Um Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um. Alright. Um, just uh, uh, Kuzima. 21. Finley. A 9. 9. Patty. 12. Brunschlager. 19. Oh, excuse me. 
Um, <clears throat> yep, just do that. Uh, Kuzima, you are first up as this massive titan, like mud man that is taking shape, appears to tower over you about 20, 25 feet tall as it begins to lumber its way towards you. Uh, I'd say it is about, with its massive size, it's about 60 feet away from where you currently are at the edge of this boiling mud. Okay. Um, I look at that and I go, if the Lord of Fire commands it, um, um, still yourselves, please. Um, I just and, want to give a shout out to our Sunday crew, Rivals of Waterdeep, for the raid. We love you so much. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for the raid. We hope y'all had a wonderful session, and we love y'all. We are in the last uh, 30 minutes of, of this stream. Please help out the players as they are going up against a magmud titan and searching for something as Bane himself has died. Mm-hmm. The god of strife and tyranny is no more. Um, I'm gonna check that real quick. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I say, um, please still yourselves. This is, I'm new to this too. Um, and if the camera were like pan for a second, he'd go into his mind and think of the moment when he first saw the Lord of Fire in the forest. Um, when he thought all was lost. In the back, there was different animals and things, but one that sticks with him was a gorilla, just kind of walking in the back. And he keeps that in mind as he then begins to bubble and boil into a huge ape as I cast Polymorph. Nice. Um, and I think it's still burning because that's what I want. Um, love it. I love it. I and I rush forward the thing towards, I mean, I only have 40 feet of movement, but I'm going to run and, 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 and jump towards this thing and, and get there. That's my action. I can't do anything. Okay. Um, and as you end your turn, stepping into this boiling mud, you are going to take 22 fire damage, and that is already half. Okay, question. I wasn't sure. I turned into mm -hmm. an ape. Do I still have my resistance? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to say yes. That That's the ruling I'm going to make right now in this moment. So you still I kept looking at it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're a, you are a druid. I know you didn't use wild shape. I know you polymorph, but for these purposes, we're just going to say yes. We're going to roll with it. Uh, okay. You are emboldened by your god as of this moment. You are set on a task. Yep. So you have fire resistance. I'm a savage. Um, yep. Um, uh, so you are 20 feet uh, away from it. Cool. Um, and great. That is what I do. Zawadi doesn't do anything. Okay. No. Yeah. It does not, no. Okay. Brunschlager. What size category is this thing? Huge. Dang it. Um, is it at all near the edge where I can hit it? It is 60 feet away from you. 
Great. I am going to grab some of my javelins out. Okay. Uh, I am going to take out two and throw two. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Uh, does a... I, I should have been memorized. 27 hit? A 27, 27 hits. hits. Cool. I hit both times. Okay. Uh, and then the first one deals 10 piercing, and then it also deals uh, <laughs> one uh, force damage. Thank goodness. Uh, next one deals eight piercing. Okay, so, right. yeah. Um, and you just launch these javelins, and you see them sink into its form, and then just get covered in more mud as it drips off and just absorbs into the massive body of this creature. Okay. Uh, but you see it form, like, its head stretch as these uh, strands of mud create this gaping mouth, a hollow of just pure heat that you can feel, Kuzima, as it screams out in this, it sounds like just more bubbling. Um, knowing you know that you have done damage to it. Yep. Cool. Uh, and that'll be my turn. Patty. Okay, Patty's gonna sort of look at the distance and look at what happened with Kazima. Well, that's not an option, and she's going to cast Guiding Bolt at fourth level at this thing. And we shall see. Okay, that is going to be a 21 to hit. 21 hits. Lovely. And then we are looking... Oh, I have to math this all together. Hold on. Vinley, you are up next. Maybe. 24. 24 points of damage? Mm-hmm. Got it. As this guiding bolt shoots out from your hand and slams into it, you watch as the boiling mud of this creature just washes everywhere and the wound kind of whole, but it, you watch as it begins to close, not in a like healing itself fashion, but just mud just continuing to pour over as the hole just closes up. But that pulsing glow from Jiggle still <laughs> alive and ready as the next attack against it has advantage. Finley. So knowing that, seeing her uh, do that, Vinley will step up next to Patty. And when Patty holds out her holy symbol to call forth the guiding bolt, Vinley will stretch out her arm with her wand with the ring of Jurgal on it and do the same casting guiding bolt at fourth level. All right. And I'm not going to use that natural 20 just yet because I have advantage on this and I want to see if I can get a natural 20 alone and save it for... Maybe the final boss. Ooh. Nope. It's an 18 on the die, though. Uh, yeah, that, that hits. All right. So we're going 76. Ooh, nice. Let's see. So that's, yep. That's 26. <laughs> so close to getting another injury. <laughs> 26 radiant damage. And again, 
that almost like the same thing as it blast on it. And you'll do me a favor and roll me a d6. It's, oh. uh, it's 25, not 30. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Five. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, as you imbue this creature with this radiant energy, uh, for some reason, Kuzima, you feel a blessing of Jurgle, and you have resistance to necrotic damage, but not really important right now, but you do feel that presence. <laughs> In ape form, we're like, hoo hoo. And then my two uh, skellymen are going to pull out their bows and fire two arrows. Okay. The first one is uh, 16 on the die plus 7. That hits. The second one is uh, 18 total. That hits. 18 hits. Sorry. That's 6 points. uh, 12 points of damage total between the two. Okay. Got it. I rolled this a four on both d sixes. Okay. On its turn, um, you're gonna watch as it dissolves into the mud, and then reforms in between Kuzima and the rest of the party on the edge of this, um, putting itself 15 feet between each of you as it brings its hands up. You watch as an eruption of boiling mud goes flying out over everyone. I need everybody to make dexterity saving throws. Oof. Remind me again, how many rerolls do we have? Uh, you have, you currently have three. Yep. Okay. As one more was gifted. I would like to use it. Okay. Sounds okay. good. I will have seventeen two. for me. Yes. Can I ask what you get? All right, seventeen passes. I got a natural one on my oh, first mind. roll. That's why I needed to reroll. But yeah. now I have a nineteen. Okay, that passes. Brunschlager. I got a fifteen. Okay. Yep. Fourteen. That- Okay. Uh, Kuzima and Vinley pass. Brunschlager and Patty fail. I use my reaction uh, Tower of Iron Will to add a d10 to Patty's save. You add okay. six to your save. Yes. So that's 20 then? <laughs> uh, 20 passes as uh, you watch this mud erupting around you literally freezes in stasis and then falls right before you. Um, so, uh, everybody who passed, you're going to take four points of bludgeoning damage and six, three points of fire damage. Uh, so one point for you, Kuzima, of the fire damage. Uh, uh, Brunschlager, you're going to take nine bludgeoning uh, as the sheer weight of this boiling mud just hits you. Uh, and you're going to take six fire damage and you're immediately knocked prone. And then boiling up out of the mass of spraying mud seems to be these smaller magmud creatures that bubble and boil to be only 
I think they're a small size. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, so no more than two, three feet tall as they begin to form. One, two, five, eight, 15, 30 that you can see of these small creatures that form out of this mud as their forms almost like come together and come apart as it almost seems like the mass of boiling mud itself is alive. Okay, not good. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's going to go after uh, uh, Brunschlager. Brunschlager, yep. Uh, as it is going to try and uh, get through your armor as this swarm of these mud men come at you. Oh, wait, it did the big thing dissolve into these small ones? No, no, no. they formed as well. Oh, yeah. no, man. Um, yep. Yeah, when he erupted the mud, he created these others. Um, the first one, they can't get through your plate armor that is so tightly grafted form fit to your body as you are moving and just wiggling, pushing away their forms with your shield as they cannot find grasp to seep through the cracks of your armor. Uh, pushing your mind just a little bit, you can feel uh, the mud just being kept at bay, just, be, just on the edge of your armor. Uh, that is their turn. That brings us to top of the round. Who's in the Um, and it's now, is it 15 feet away from me? It, it went down. 15. And, 15, yeah, yeah, 15, yep. yeah. Okay, that's fine. I, I roar. Yep. Um, or meow, I don't know if fucking sounds apes make. Um, and I will rush towards it, kind of leaping with the mud, um, and coming down on it. Okay. Um, um, going like boom, boom with two Got different it. attacks. Yep. Hammer fist. Hammer fist. I don't want to use you using this guy. Mm, a dirty 20 to hit. Dirty 20 hits. Uh, natural 20 to hit. That'll um, hit. Just barely. <laughs> just barely. So for the, f I'm sorry. For the first attack, uh, this is 3d10 plus six. Uh, that is the, the math, 18, 24 damage. And then for the second one, I would just automatically do 36 and then roll the 3d6. Uh, it'll be the, yeah, yeah. Whatever the total of one die plus your strength modifier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, uh, what was that first damage? What was it? I guess I rolled, I rolled two fours, a 10, eight, two, tw 24, did I say 24? 24. 20, 18, 24, yes. Got it. Sorry. Math. Um, this is 15. Brunschlager, you're on deck. Patty, you're in the hole. 15 plus 36, 51. 51 points of damage. Bludgeoning damage. Got it. As your fists slam into this, as you it just kind of envelops over your hand, you pull it back, mud goes slinging as it closes around the wound doesn't seem to be doing as much as it should be uh but you are definitely hurting it because i'm a polymorph is it technically magical it is not because you're polymorph man don't come for me <laughs> <laughs> that's valid you're right you're right 
You're right. Um, as a bonus action, I don't. I don't think it's going to do anything. No, no, no. I don't. I, 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 I don't. Okay. I, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, all right. Runeschlager. How far away is, is the Titan from you right now? Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Yep. I'm going to stand up. Uh, that's going to take me fifteen feet because it's my movement. Yep. Yep. I'm going to use psi-powered leap. Okay. Um, I am going to just hurl myself at it using my mind, using a uh, standing uh, long jump. Uh, I'm going to add... Uh, I'm going to roll d d12. I'm going to add uh, twice twice what I roll and twice my intelligence modifier, and it's going to cost me one foot of movement. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Kuzima. You are still right next to it, correct? Uh, yes, he is. He's walking away. Yes. I'll calculate it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I cool. So I rolled a altogether uh thirty. Uh, thirty. Yeah, you you absolutely leap right at it. Cool. I'm gonna start attacking. I'm. Uh. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. Yep. Uh, first one is going to be eighteen to hit. Uh, 18 hits. Uh, next one is nat 20. Nat 20, I guess we'll hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to action surge. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a, uh, 23. That hits. Next one's gonna be a 23. Okay, so that's hit, hit, crit, hit, hit. Yep, I love playing fighter. What what are your uh, crit rolls again? Sorry. So your weapon damage, so a D eight mm-hmm. plus your strength modifier. It already maps. So eight plus your strength mod. Yeah. Instead of doubling the dice, we just make one of the dice already maxed. So you don't roll two ones because it's really. Yep. So, sad. so you'll just roll on, on the one you critted on. You'll mm-hmm. roll a D eight plus eight plus your strength mod. But that is only for your base weapon die. Anything that is magical or supernatural, those are just doubling the die. Yep. Right. Um, I'm going to be dealing 51 points of damage across four sources, uh, and then I'm going to add the D- the D10 of my Senec die, which is three force. Uh, so 51 across all all of your uh, spike chain damage. Yep, and it's not magical if that matters. Yep, it does. Yep. Uh, and then how much for the psychic damage, the force uh, damage from your telekinetic three, three, three yeah. force. Uh, got it. Um, Kuzima, just so you know, uh, you took um, 26 fire damage. I'm doing that. No, 29 fire damage um, from the being in the boiling mud still. That was already halved. Um, Brunschlager, is that the end of your turn? 26, you said? 26. Uh, 20, uh, 29, sorry. 29, sorry. Question. Since this is technically, I use it on myself, but it's still a magical thing. Concentration? Uh, yeah, it would be. Yes, yes. Okay. I was making sure. So that would have been one, two. I need to do three different rows. Okay. Thank you um, for doing. Yep. And uh, I, have, I have advantage. So the first one's good. Second one was almost bad. Was for seventeen. Third. <laughs> By ape. 
He is number uh, oh. eight. And the last one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I wrote that, bad. <laughs> standing in that mag, just the fur is just getting singed and burnt as you just find yourself back into your dragonborn form. Uh, Brunschlager is at the end of your turn. Correct, yeah. You're going to take 59 points of fire damage. Okay. From standing in the boiling mud. All right. Cool. This plan, this plan wasn't thought out. Uh, Patty. Uh, Patty's going to look at the big one, and you're a boil that needs to be popped like a little blight that you are, and she's casting blight on it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's the saving throw on that? Uh, it is a con save. Con it's save? 15. Okay. Um, that is a 21. 21. We'll make it, but you're still going to take half damage, so you're going to be having 29 necrotic Twenty nine necrotic. Uh, twenty nine takes half of half of twenty nine necrotic damage. Sorry, my ADHD kicked in and I started reading something. Uh, okay. <laughs> go ahead and roll a d six for me. Okay. And that is a six. I think this one's actually really bad. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, another six, uh, and tell me if it is uh, high or low. D six. Higher low. Any low? Okay. You watch the essence of this being literally be sapped from it as you watch what you can only describe as maybe Quran, maybe Jurgle himself stand behind and just begin to write the name of this creature. Yep. And with that, you watch as it begins to crumble in on itself, as it withers and decays and crumples into a pile of mud as it just took 105 points of necrotic damage. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. As the avatar of death himself wrote the name wrote of the name of this piece of whatever this is. And there is this massive swarm <clears throat> still uh, heading towards you. Uh, ben, uh, if that's the end of your turn, Patty. Uh, hang on just a second here. You caught me off guard with that one. Um, uh, you, <laughs> you, you do have your healing, uh, healing word. Healing word? Section okay. healing word on yep. Kazima. Oh. So that is going to be... I need my defaults. We have all of them right here on the channel. <laughs> so we get one, 10. One D4. Only one. <laughs> 10 back. 10 back? Mm-hmm. Cast um, a second level. Um, and normally, you you know you would not be able to exert that type of magic after casting a spell, but for some reason, 
your god is next to you in this moment, and you're allowed to cast a second level spell as a bonus action after having casted a higher level. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'll say the essence that this, be, like that was pulled from this creature, is then just as Vinley does to many creatures she kills, <clears throat> is imbued into everyone as you all heal to full. Oh wow! Cool. And I was at eleven. Holy cow. That is the incentive from chat for that. Yep. All right. Uh, just to remind you, you have two re-rolls uh, left. And we have one re-roll left. And uh, I think, yeah. And there you go. But what's left? Uh, the swarm of the small the one. Swarm, okay. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Is it an actual swarm or just still like just a bunch of individuals? It is an actual swarm. Oh no. Yep. Uh, I will say if you want to target individuals, that is fine. You can so do that yep. with your your abilities. Yep. Um, but uh, that brings us to Vinley. Um, she looks over at Patty like, oh my gosh. And she just kind of shakily, like, holds up her wand and uses her last fourth level spell slot to cast a Guiding Bolt at the Swarm. Okay. And um, I'm going to use my last natural 20 given to me to nice. go ahead and just crit on this. All right. And that's going to be 16d8. Okay. 16d8? All right. So that's 35 on the first roll. Okay. And then an even 40 for the second roll. So a total of 75. Okay. And as they it hits, slams into them, they all explode in a burst of boiling mud. I need everybody to make dexterity saving throws. Jesus, stop it. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, well, that's my first, on this die, my first match of 20. Congrats. God. I got that's a 30, a 20. 14 here. Is a 14 a fail? Uh, 14 is a, a pass, just passes. Uh, Does anybody roll below 14? All right. Uh, you are going to take five fire damage. Kuzima takes two. As, uh, as these creatures explode. And as you look across the battlefield of everything gone, another geyser erupts. And as it spews, you watch as it begins to form another Titan once again. And it's at this moment that you realize sometimes it's better to flee than stay and fight. But you have learned so much on this day. And Kusima, you were sent with a task, but there was a very specific instruction that was given to you. You're not sure how you knew, but that was never remove the dagger. And that dagger has been removed. So now you have a new task. Find that dagger so that you can come back here and retrieve the heart 
which you were sent to find. Brunschlag, as you make your retreat, knowing that there is no way that you can stop something that does not stop forming, something hits your mind. That being of porcelain white skin, corrupted black veins, and three eyes. You've seen that face before. But serene, calm, pure, clean. Do you remember the temple? And you now know what your purpose is. To go and continue your path to Jamdath. Now, Chamdath. And find what you can and how you can aid and cleanse the god you now serve. Patty and Vinley, you have recorded the name of Bane into your book of dead, a name that should never have been recorded. Even being called one of the dead three never truly died. You make your way, teleporting back to Waterdeep with this knowledge and so many more new questions asked. And I believe that is where we're going to end this one shot. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I do want the record to show that Vinley would have offered Kuzima and the Metal Man a, a ride back to Waterdeep. <laughs> um, like, hey, if you wanted to leave to your respective places from here, it's a lot safer than this place. Uh, you uh, you would know, Brunschlager, that uh, Chondath is literally across the ocean of the Sea of Fallen Stars. You are already headed in that direction, which is why you were there. Uh, going to Waterdeep would only set you back many, many, many 10 day <laughs> to make your way back. Um, Kuzima, there's a lot of questions of where to head next, so that is up to you. I'm not it. sure if I am needed in Waterdeep, but it could be a starting place, yes. A lot faster. Then I will go with you. Uh, as, as they start to teleport away, uh, Brunschlager looks at them and goes, I'm glad I met you. Brunschlager. I'll remember that. See you around. What did he say, Goldschlager? Yes. Commando, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and you all teleport away. Uh, find yourselves back in Waterdeep or heading across the Sea of Fallen Stars. Uh, and thank you all so much, um, chat, for hanging out with us. Uh, our final final number is $4,535. Woo, that was a lot raised in that. That is amazing. We are only... Math. We're less than $505 away from uh, our final goal, uh, going into our third game, um, which, uh, bear with us, it starts at 4 o'clock 
um, Eastern Time, one o'clock Pacific Time, uh, and that is Lauren Urban DMing uh, for Diana D'Amico, Gabe Hicks, Babs the Bat, and Elisa T. Um, a fun game called Tarrasque Snacks. There will be snacks. There will be Tarrasques. Who them are in? Are they the Tarrasque Snacks? Question mark. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, those who have not entered already, we have some giveaways. Correct. Uh, correct. We are giving away a D&D Beyond Sourcebook bundle and a Beetle and Grimm Silver Edition box set. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and pull what are those hashtags those now? What are the hashtags? Uh, hashtag Beyond, hashtag Beetle and Grimm. Okay. Uh, and while the last minute entries are being calculated, Let's go around uh, the board and find out who we have playing with us and where we can find you and any things that you may have coming up. Uh, let's go with Kuzima, also known as Critical Bard, Omega Jones. Uh, hi, <clears throat> sorry, hi, my name is Omega Jones, as I said, also known as the Critical Bard. Critical Bard across all social media channels. Um, I am a actor, vocalist, uh, content creator. Uh, I am a Twitch partner. You might have heard my voice on Critical Role as I am the creator of the Critter Hub theme song. Uh, I am the creator of the uh, uh, hashtag Black AF Roundtable, which is a series of talks um, centered around Black creators in the tabletop community about the real issues of racism that we face um, still now. Um, but uh, things I want to uh, talk about, um, typically I would have uh, the Creature Collectors actually starting now uh, on my show, but we have to take a hiatus today because I have an emergency, but it's okay. Um, but um, other than that, um, I really want to shout out tomorrow and Tuesday. Um, I am part of the Rainbow Arcade, which is a team of LGBTQIA plus um, uh, uh, streamers who all come together and create a safe space for all queer um, folk in the community. And we're going to be um, hosting the uh, Rainbow Arcade Summit slash the Queer Black Excellence uh, series. Um, so Monday and Tuesday on twitch.tv slash Rainbow Arcade, you can check out uh, many different conversations around many different um, important discussions. Um, I'm a part of the Queer Black Excellence Conversations panel and the uh, TTRBG uh, inclusion panel tomorrow. And I'm leading the Queer Black Excellence Celebrations panel on Tuesday. So uh, we would love you to be there. It's amazing. It's a really good group. And um, I'm excited to um, have these conversations with these folks. So that's what I want to shout out. Keep making trouble, y'all. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Brunschlager, HTT mm. Paladin. Uh, hi there. I'm HT Paladin. I'm a independent TTRPG uh, designer and graphic designer. Uh, I am also the co-director for the Islands of Cena Uno, which has its own game appearing on Fridays on the same channel with Critical Bard as one of the players. Um, I, uh, I've also got a Kickstarter coming out later this month where I sit down and talk with different TTRPG developers about their life story and some of the problems they face, because making books is hard. Uh, and that book, Polyhedral, goes live on Kickstarter on the 23rd of this month. Other than you find me on Twitter yelling about Magellan and just things I'm dealing with uh, with this book. Amazing. Patty, aka the Muse. Hey everyone, I'm the Muse. You also know me as the Crafting Muse pretty much everywhere on social media. Uh, you can catch my YouTube channel, which is a video on demand library on how to make terrain for your tabletop terrain, as well as paint miniatures. You can also catch me over on Mini Terrain Domain every Thursday playing Cantriel. 
in our Dawn Bringers D&D game, as well as every other Tuesday for our Harper's Tale game, Hope and Redemption, which Goblin Katie is a part of, just saying. Uh, and every Wednesday, you can find me over on WizKids YouTube channel, where I do mini mayhem, showing off our latest products, as well as some miniature painting there, too. I think that's pretty much everything. <laughs> Amazing. And Vinley, aka Rhea, where can we find you? Hello, you can find me on Twitter at sunshine underscore Rhea because Twitter hates me and flipped it around when I originally created it. And you can find me later tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 7.30. 7 Typically 7, but 7. tonight 7.30. Yes, what they said for the, <laughs> the mainstay D4 live stream where Vinley will return to the BFGs. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us and joining Vinley with these amazing characters uh, for a very big, pivotal uh, plot point in our story. Yes, very, very big. Um, I'm Dustin Fletcher. I'm Devin Henderson. And we are the Codians of D4. And you can catch us every Sunday right here on Rock Punch, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And tonight at 7.30 Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific Time uh, for the uh next day of the wind the winter's wind yeah encounter mm -hmm. uh with We're special guest mark up. mir yeah returning yeah. as kaiser vex guys um dragonborns so, but uh <laughs> we are gonna go ahead and get out of here because we have another game to get ready for so there's winners uh go we have winners <laughs> yes i have winners i'm sorry yes we're doing that uh winner of the sourcebook bundle is millie glitch Ooh. Uh, congrats to you, Millie Glitch. Uh, I will be in contact via Twitch to get you your uh, stuff for that. And winner of the Beetle and Grim box set is Ryan X Session Zero Clothing. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, I will be in contact with you as well to get your information. Um, thank you all so much for watching. And as always, be excellent to each other. Uh, may you always roll with advantage. See you later. Yeah. Oh, holy nine hells, that was a cliffhanger. Anyways, you can catch us live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. And hey, as always, be excellent to each other, and may you always roll with advantage. Rock punch.